It's time for the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. championship so uh you know we need a little bit of help not a lot but just a little and then we've got to play well i i i like us at home though i, I mean i like the fact that we got through it and uh now we're just at home now we play the best teams in the league but uh just being home i think is going to make such a big difference i i, I can't tell you that the friday morning of the robert morse game when i woke up I was like, my God, this is this is it, you know. Right. I, I was, I wanted to just go home. I didn't even want to play that game, you know. And I could imagine how the players felt. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. And and again, I talked after the game last night about how Detroit was even worse for them. They've got, one, you know, they had to come play us. We had the same schedule, but they had to come play us. And um, I don't think that should ever happen in league play, uh, but it did. And you know, I think. Some of it's blame to COVID. Some of it's blame to, you know, going to a 22-game league schedule, which, you know, I think everybody doing this agrees, at least from the coaching side, that we don't want this. We don't want a 22-game league schedule. Or if we do, we've got to play more games. We've got to expand it. Right, we've got to play more games in, in December than, than what we've done. So I think that we'll, the league will take a great look at this and you know we learn everybody learns from you know the past so we've got to learn from it we can't put players and teams and programs in that situation and you know i'm sure cleveland's you know at on friday or well, cleveland states played 23 games at this moment and 17 of them have been at home we've played how many games have we played i don't know 18 yeah. and 8 26 games we have one Friday that's when I know and and eight have been at home you know think about that and two of the home games we manufactured with non-d1 games just so we played right because those were canceled think about that they played 17 out of 23 and we've played uh, eight out of we've only played six division one home games and and there's two weeks left in the season I mean uh, that's unprecedented it's never happened before and you know, and the bad thing is we got the the raw end of it last year also when, you know, the COVID, nobody could come to games and that. We played eight home and 12 road. And now two years in a row, we're going to play more road games and home games in league play where in league, everything's supposed to be equitable and fair and things like that. So it's been it's been a pain in the butt for, for us and for the players. And uh, it's over now and, you know, hopefully... If we take care of business, we won't have to travel to uh, play a road game again the rest of the year. We, we, we'll have to go hopefully to Indianapolis and then hopefully somewhere in the in the NCAA tournament if we can 
take care of business. Uh, yeah, that is the scenario right now. But, of course, the Golden Grizzlies get the win yesterday, 75-59, to 59, and that will be the uh, – the crux of the discussion and Jamal Cain yesterday camp, I mean, 32 points, 12 rebounds. He was on one. He was on one early. And, uh, you know, I think what was most impressive about what happened yesterday, you guys, I think started, what, two for 14 from the floor, something along those lines, and still still put up 75 points in the game. Yeah, and, and maybe even more impressive is when I got to the arena, I did not think Jamal was going to play in the game. He was – he was uh, – you know, on, on the day before Saturday, there was no way he was going to play. It was a, a weird thing happened. Um, the way things have been going, I guess it's not weird. But at the last, Robert Morris on Friday night had the ball with four seconds to go. And they threw the ball the length of the court, which is unusual. Usually with that much time left, you run something and, and you know, try and get it up. And... Uh, Really? Done that bad? Huh? There you go. You could just speak to me. I mean, we've done this for 20 years. Right? <laughs> that is well, true. I'm screwing up. Um, hard to eat and speak at the same time if your mic's close to your mouth, right? Yeah, that is true, yeah. But so they threw a long pass, and Jamal went up, and he's the guy that batted it. And when he came down, he came down on the Robert Morris player's foot. And, uh, you know, that's how injuries occur. And unfortunately, that's how long time injuries occur. So I was. When I saw him on Saturday, I did not think he was going to play. So my whole Saturday evening and Sunday morning was trying to figure out what we were going to do without him. And then he ends up playing and has 32 points and 12 rebounds. And he was Jamal. You know, he was really good. But one thing I want to say, Jalen Moore probably played his best game. Uh, he had a triple-double, I think, against Detroit maybe a year ago. Or, yep. uh, I don't know if it was Detroit, but... I think I'm, I know Kay Felder had the first Oakland triple-double. Against Detroit. Yeah. And that was against Detroit. Um, and I know Jalen had one last year. I don't remember who it was against. But I just think the ball moved yesterday in our offense, and as poorly as we shot the ball, if we'd shot the ball well, he probably would have had 20 to 25 assists. I mean, he, 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 hit, he hit people in the shooting pocket. And when you talk to Zion later, Zion's you know, one of the best shooters that have ever come through here. Uh, he'll tell you it's a lot easier to shoot it when it's right there where you catch it and shoot right. it instead of reaching for it and things like that. And and he hit people yesterday on time, as as Tony Jones says, on time and on target. Uh, you know, and um, it, he just played a phenomenal game. Uh, Jamal Jamal was outstanding on the offensive glass. And one thing that Detroit has is they don't have great athleticism inside, but they have size in there. They have bulk. And we did a, we did a really good job against it. We kept our composure. Uh, we never felt, you know, it, none of our huddles were bad. We, we just, you know, we knew that, oh, we didn't make any shots here at the beginning. We'll be fine. And the only, the only panic that was there, and I talked about this in the post game, and I, I'm expecting some questions tonight. I haven't looked at the questions, but, you know, we... We made a change in our coverage in the zone, and I really thought it was the right way to go in this game, and it wasn't. And uh, the way they were making shots early, you know, they, they got some teed-up looks that, you know, it's easy to get it going when you get some easy ones. And we have not drilled the, the new rotation enough to go into a game like that and that was that was all on me and the players wanted to get out of it and fortunately i'm old enough 
and been around long enough to know that when they want to do something, you got to let them do it. And from that moment on that we got out of the, that rotation and went back to our base defense, they scored 37 points the rest of the game in over 30 minutes. And, you know, that's, that's unbelievable defense. And that was one of the best defensive games we've ever played against Detroit. Usually the Detroit games are high-scoring affairs, you know, Normally, when we win, we, you know, they're 85 to 81 or something, you know, high scoring. And, and last night was probably one of the lowest scoring games in the, in the series. I don't know if we've ever kept them below 60 points in a game before. And they're, they're you know, they're a good team. They're really, they are a good team. They've, they, they could make some noise in, in the rest of the season. And, and that's really where I think they're being undersold because we talked about Oakland playing six home games. They played five. They right. played five home games, so you know they could right. they could do some damage in the tournament. There is no doubt about that. And they, and they had a very good player, their second leading scorer, that did not play last night. Yeah, fourteen and seven guy, right? Uh, almost a double double a game guy, as as you know, you see with Jamal Kane. Those guys certainly are very valuable. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills on your radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, twelve seventy AM. The bet ninety seven point one HD three and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. And remember, you can get involved with the show too. On on Twitter, just tweet with the hashtag AskCampy on it. We have a thread that we roll through. Any question that you guys want answered, Camp will answer it. There is no doubt about it. He welcomes them all, like literally all. <laughs> we don't we don't skip over questions and things like that. And yeah, yeah. there there are some stacking up. And it's good to see this people here on a you know, we changed the date and now we've changed the time for what is today, Valentine's Day? It is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Day so <laughs> we still got a you know the, the standard people that show. Yeah. So thank you for being here again tonight, and uh, let's give them get, what they want. Get your Valentine. Uh, yeah. Nothing says love like like some seasoned fries, man. Yeah. You know, like sharing some seasoned fries. Right. Nothing says love like that because a, a couple that can share seasoned fries together will stay together. Cam, research shows. Yeah, that's why I've got trouble with that because I can't share those. <laughs> well, see, there you I go. Can't. <laughs> Nope, those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Camp, we'll, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get that worked out for you. Uh, but no, it is certainly too. It, it's a big week coming up for the Golden. It's big the rest of the way, guys. I mean, we're rolling into March here, and uh, we're getting going. And certainly, we got that big, big uh, game on Friday night national television against Wright State, which we will talk about a little bit later on in the show in more detail. But Camp, what about that in? National television, you, I mean, we, we've had this conversation before. Everybody, I think, knows the drill by now. But national television, 9 o'clock game, the only real college basketball game that's on television in that time slot, people will be watching from coast to coast. Yeah, I, I tell a, a story. Uh, I was at, uh, I think, I can't remember what year, probably the year we won the league, maybe four or five years ago. I was at the Final Four, and I was walking. It was in San Antonio, I believe. And I was walking down the riverfront, and uh, Chris Beard, who's now the coach at Texas, he was at Texas A&M at the time. And he goes, I'm walking, and he sees me from the back of the, the, the bar that he was in. And I see him standing up waving at me. And I didn't know, I mean, I know him, but I don't really know him that well. And he calls me over, and uh, he says, hey, I just want to introduce you to my girlfriend because she doesn't really believe that I know you. And uh, 
The only time that we ever get to go out is on Friday nights and every damn bar we're in, your team, because we played almost every Friday. Right. That year we, we were the showcase game for the Horizon League every Friday night and it had to be six times. He goes, she thinks you're on TV every night because those are the only night that they go out and there's Oakland and, and uh, so, the, the, and, I mean, that's Texas. So the exposure that you get from the ESPN Friday night game and especially, I don't like that it's moved to nine o'clock because I, I worry, not our students, I think our students will be there, but the chair back seat people, uh, you know, may not want to stay up till 11 o'clock. So. I worry a little bit about that, um, but I thought, you know, Sunday's game I, was just unbelievable to see the arena back the way it used to be, you know, we got through COVID, we got through a couple of years that maybe weren't as good as we normally are, and uh, to see that back, and, and I thought the, the noise level was unbelievable, and you know, a lot of it came, I had people I talked to after the game told me that the Grizz gang really wasn't the the focal point of the noise like it normally is they said it was coming from you know the chair back seats and uh you know they were actually mad that the grizz gang you know nobody was chanting daddy's boy i guess that's the chant that every time that kid plays at our place um our student section gets on but you were doing that back there but they were saying well, they didn't hear that chant they went to the game just to hear that chant you know um so but they the noise in there was fantastic and of course you know, uh, there were two or three. First, Blake Lampman dunking, I think, shocked people. Um, and then Jamal had two just unbelievable, you yeah. know, the alley-oop that he looked like he went to the ceiling on. And then Trey Townsend gave him the drop-off pass that he he punched it and the ball hit the ground before I think people even knew he had dunked it. He, he dunked it so hard. So those types of plays cause excitement and, you know, they, they – I. You can't imagine what it does to the players to hear that noise and the and um, you know obviously it had a lot to do with us winning. Yeah, that that is the case. Everybody does like it. They do enjoy themselves uh, when when you're winning out there. Can't but one more thing on yeah. that. Jamal made a statement after the game in the press conference, but in talking to him, you know he came from Marquette when he transferred here, and you know he's a starter at Marquette his last year there, and they played. You know, in the Big East at Villanova and Georgetown, at Seton Hall and Georgia, and, and and he said that the, and we only have four thousand seats compared to fourteen thousand. He said the noise level was every bit as loud as any game he ever played in the Madison Square Garden or any of those places, and that's when you have such a low roof roof on your ceiling and you fill it like that and the people get excited. It's hard for the opponent. In Detroit didn't make anything, and I mean they 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 scored two points in the last five minutes of the half, and I think four points in the last three or four minutes of the game, and most of them were all free throws. So you know the the crowd had a lot to do with it. It can't explain it too when when you talked about it because you did bring it up in the press conference. You addressed it a little bit here. You guys came out, made a little bit of an adjustment to your zone, and you said it didn't work. So so we went back to the way we played before. Is there? Can you like common fan explain that? Because to, to the to the regular eye, you know, the typical sports fans' eye, they see Detroit's making a bunch of three pointers in the corner. Why? Well, there was no pressure on the ball, and that was the the thing that makes our defense so good is the ball pressure. You've got Micah Parrish at six six and Jamal Kane at six eight pressuring that ball, making it, making the guy with the ball find a path to, to pass it with their head down, worrying about, you know, that kind of length. And what we did is I wanted to get to the corners. I was worried about the corners. And what I wanted to do was 
change our rotation so that the guy guarding the basket, in this case Chris Conway at the start, and then uh, Trey or Jamal will go to the rim. They don't have to go to the corner because in our base defense they guard the pass to the corner and that's a long way to go and I was worried about how well Detroit shoots it. And so I wanted, we put these rotations in where the top guy was guarding the corner and what happened is it wasn't instinctive. You know, because we haven't drilled it, we haven't practiced it enough. And so when you got in the game and the crowd and you're, you know, you, your body's, you're, that's why you practice. So you build instincts, you build uh, tendencies, you build, uh, what's the word I want? Muscle memory. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Well, so the, the, the ball got to the corner faster because we didn't have pressure, which means a, a straight line pass could go to the corner. And nobody could get to it, and you know they they standing. I mean, they could have gone like that, you know, and teed it up to see uh, to shoot it, and and so it wasn't working, obviously. And the other thing I thought that by not getting that pressure, and by sitting back, we kind of sat back on offense too. We we weren't getting runs, you know. When we got it back, we got the ball, we stole the ball, we got it out, we beat them the court. Mike had got to the rim a couple times, didn't go go in, but Jalen tipped it in once, and. You know, there was just a lot more excitement, a lot more energy, a lot more athleticism being displayed, and that's what we've been all year. And from the 10-minute mark, the last 30 minutes of the game, we were who we are. In the first 10 minutes, we weren't, and that was the coach's fault. It was a really, really poor decision by the coach. All right. Well, you just you don't get that a lot from coaches camp, you know, in, in this in this line of work where they just come out public. Yeah, my boss knew it, even if I said it or not. So I <laughs> figure you own it. All right. I like it. I, the guy that matters knows. So I, you guys might all know, too. So. Uh, all right. All right. Well, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we will be joined by Zion Young, the product of Simeon High School in Chicago. So make sure you stick around for that. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at EvansLawGRP.com. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine. Official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. 
Learn more at HenryFord.com sports. Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card insured by the NCUA. Chicago, that legendary high school program. Of course, he is Zion Young. Zion, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up? What's up, man? How are you? Um, I'm living, man. You know, we're uh, you know, you know the battles. <laughs> you know the battles Always. we've been fighting, man. And speaking, speaking of that, you know, I would like to start it off because you know a lot of people have been asking and things like that. If you want to, you know, give an update to what's been going on with you, certainly, you know, uh, they know about the knee surgery and stuff like that. Update everybody how that went and how things are looking. Uh, everything's working smoothly. Uh, went into surgery, um, I would say two weeks ago. Uh, went in, they found out I had little uh, pothole tears in both knees, and I had to get them cleaned up. Um, so they went in. Um, I had to get a stem cell uh, repair, and what they did was they found some cartilage uh, somewhere, some part of my body, connected it to my knees and poked holes in it to get the red blood cells to make it stronger, to combine it all back together. So um, from there, I was on bed rest for about a week, um, just really just sitting there, cheering my team on from the bed. Um, it was a tough time for me, but I knew the guys got it. Um, me personally, I knew seeing them go every day was keeping me motivated to keep going, uh, just keep going hard. Um, I know time is preparation, so just taking my time, taking every day uh, my process and t uh, just doing what I got to do to just stay focused and be ready for the following year. Uh, and, and speaking of that too, Zion, for the people that don't know, I mean, because you gave it a go at, at the beginning of the year. And yeah. It was a battle, man, because I, I would see it. Now, we played all road games, so not <laughs> yeah. everybody knows this, but, yeah. you know, you, you would come out and play, you know, your, your 15 minutes or whatever you could get out yeah. of it. I mean, and the next day, you paid the price, man. Oh, I mean, man. <laughs> like, you, it, it was like there was an uncomfortable uh, level of swelling. I mean, just to visually look at, you yeah. know, I mean, for those that don't know, just explain what that what that game day routine and then the next day routine was for you just to get out on the floor for those 15 minutes. Yeah, man, it was it was you have to be mentally strong dealing with this type of <laughs> procedures. You know, it's just tough times. Um but waking up, I mean, I feel like aches and pains, man. If it's yeah. cold outside, it's like, man, it was, it was so crazy because when I wake up, if my knees are hurting, it's either it's raining outside or it's snowing. So I'm like, <laughs> golly, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. And then um, I go out there, I just stretch, get on the bike, you know, be there for the guys throughout practice and everything, do my rehab, and then game day, you know, I... I just sit there, do the same precautions, and just lock in, just get into my mindset and just play my game. Yeah, absolutely. And we know what your game is, yeah. uh, as a matter of fact. And <laughs> I know there were a lot of tweets about it during the game. When we were down, when we were down in, in South Florida at the Gulf Coast Showcase and you got in the game, 
and you and I had been talking during that day. You said, yes, you sir. told me, you said we were sitting around a pregame meal, and you said, you know, if I get in that game, I'm pulling. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and pull, <laughs> we know what pulling. Like, you, oh, you, yeah. you, you get that ball, you're shooting it. Oh, every time. <laughs> as soon as I see it. And, and you told me you told camp that as well. Oh yeah, coach knew. Coach, <laughs> I told coach coming in at halftime. I said, coach, you know, if you put me in the game, I'm shooting it. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I know Zion. I'm like, coach, just put me in the game. You know, I got you. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing too. I mean, through all that, and ultimately how the season played out for you and in, in the decision time came where you could keep your year of eligibility where you decided hey i gotta shut this down and get these knees uh handled and everything like that through all that zion you took over a, a few of those games in florida you i mean you came in and it, it was like a bolt of lightning when you came off that bench and you know three for three from three i mean you i forget exactly which game it was you can probably remind me but you you turned the entire game which was a major contribution to oakland Taking home a trophy, you yes, know, for sir. the trophy case. Yes, sir. Uh, it was was it Delaware? I I, I, it, it may have been. It was one of those three games. I mean, but you know, that was a game that was going back and forth. You come in, pulling, as no. you like to say, you know, and you <laughs> knock down three threes, and all of a sudden, Oakland's got a nine-point lead, and it's a wrap. You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? I mean, so your contributions still were felt for this year. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, the guys, like I said, the guys, they all instill confidence. They all, they all know what I can do. Um, even when I was limited on my movements and time, I mean, when I went out there, I believe in my work. I mean, I put hard work in everything I do. I spend night in, night out. This is what I was born to do. So when I was able to show what I can do with the minutes I was given, I mean, I just took my the best opportunity and made the best out of it. And with the guys giving me, you know, opportunities with passes, Jalen looking for me, Jamal hitting me with passes, I mean, by them leaving me open, it was just a bad mistake on them. So I just made them pay the price. <laughs> Absolutely. What about that decision, though, Zion? I mean, we, we talked about the medical stuff, and the people here certainly, I think, have, a, have an inkling of, of what you were going through to get on the floor. Knowing what this team, A, has done, B, can do, and C, where, where they could end up, Walk everybody through that decision to say, you know what, I, I am going to shut it. I would imagine that's got to be one of the harder decisions you've ever had to make. Yeah, because, man, I, I, I love this game of basketball. I mean, I've been playing it since I was little. But sitting back, I, I mean, I had this conversation with my parents. I had this conversation with Coach and everybody. And it was just uh, what was best for my health and my future term. And we was stating that, you know, right now, there's no days off. So constantly me... Uh, pounding and jumping and cutting on my knees was going to be a lot of wear and tear. So by me doing that, it wasn't going to help my body, and it was going to be constantly troubles and me having to get drainage and uh, hospital visits and things of that such. So we felt that it was best that I get with a, um, a doctor that specializes in uh, my injury and uh, just shut it off for the season and just let my body recover from there. Yeah, no, absolutely, which certainly uh, is the right call. Zion, I want to go back to your high school days. You know I've had this conversation before, playing yeah. in Simeon High School in Chicago, which is one of the best high school programs in the nation. Yes, sir. I mean, at one time, their team, on their team, they had Kendrick Nunn and Jabari Parker. Oh, man. And, and they won four straight. Four straight titles. <laughs> four straight. Like, they never not won a state title yeah. in Chicago, in Illinois. I mean... Yeah. What what was that like? Because I would imagine that's about the high school equivalent of being in the Beatles. You know, the man. Band. It was what that time. Were you talking about when I was there? It, 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 both. Yeah. That time it was like the Beatles, man. It was crazy. Like yeah. my eighth grade, I would say it was probably Jabari and Kendrick's junior senior year. I would say, 
But man, they used to pack the. They used to have to rent out college uh, gyms just to get everybody to come. But even when they came to like Chicago State or like different colleges, they would sell those arenas out. So it was just crazy, and I would like that. I gotta get out of seven period real fast. Like we gotta go, and we here come get me. We go get tickets, and it's like, all right, man, we going. Like we went to we went to all the games, man. Those games were just very memorable. It was just amazing to see. Because when you look at the lineage of Chicago high school basketball, yeah. I mean, just the for all the way back to Isaiah Thomas, yeah. and then some of the names that we know here at Oakland with Reggie Hamilton and yes, uh, you know Evan Turner and and all those guys. I mean, there are the who's who. Of basketball, so I have to ask this question because I'm curious. Yes, when you go on the playground, okay, in in Chicago, yes, what are those games like? No fouls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no fouls. Every every call is an argument. Yeah, and then like man, it's just like every possession is like you gotta hit the shot. If you're a first person, nobody knows you, and you get picked up. Oh man, you it's like. You got it. Once you get the ball, you cannot pass it. You have to shoot it because you're not going to get it back. Because everybody going to be like, oh, man, we can't give him the ball back. But once you hit it, hey, man, they're going to think, oh, he's the best player out there. It's going to be the best thing they see. <laughs> they, they, uh, they still do that where uh, you got you to gotta win to stay, oh, win to stay on the court and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, if you yeah. lose it, you may as well go oh, home, yeah, You right? might as well go home. You're not going to get back on. <laughs> you're not getting back on. No, absolutely. Well, Zion, look, man, I appreciate you coming through here, giving everybody the, the update on, on what the yes, story sir. is. And, and you know, like, uh, you're my guy, man. Absolutely. Yes, you're my guy. You know that. And uh, it's great to get a chance to talk to you again in this fashion. Stay true to the process, man. Keep yes, that work in, and we'll yes. be yelling, of course, a lot next year. Of course, Fair? of course, yes. I just like to let everybody know it's just a six to eight, six to eight week process. Mm -hmm. I will be back. It's just you know over time. Just stay with me, and um, everything's going to work. Play as man in line, yeah, everybody. Zion Young here at the Greg Campy Show. We're brought to you by the Evans Law Group. When we come back, get those Twitter questions ready. Hashtag Ask Campy. It's that time where Camp will give you a really long answer to your question. We'll be back with more of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And, guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEInteractiveHome.com today. DTE. 
This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. There you go. All right. You said for me to just say it, so I'm just going to say it. it. All right. Uh, at Oakland U fan on Twitter uh, says, hashtag ask can't be sad to hear about Frank Beckman's passing this weekend, who I've seen attend several Oakland games in the past. How well did you know Frank? Uh, any stories you want to share? Oh, um, <laughs> Frank and I, I mean, no, I, don't, I couldn't know him any better. I mean, he, he and I were many many years close friends we played a lot of golf together we smoked a lot of cigars together we had a lot of arguments uh frank very political oriented guy he was a man of standards he was a man of principle he was as good a person as i've ever known um and though he wouldn't admit it publicly he was a hell of an oakland fan too he used to he said he always said good things about Oakland. Well, yeah. he did, but he also, you know, he had to be careful because he's, you know, the media. You can't sit there and have favorites or anything like that. But he used to call me and say, you know, you've never lost when I've been at one of your games. I go, well, you need to come to more than Frank. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, uh, he's a good golfer. I mean, he, he, he got older, obviously. We all kind of lose distance and things like that. But in his heyday, before he hurt his back really bad, he, he could play golf and um he he commanded a room when he was in a room people would want to hear what he had to say and you know you think about his career my god i mean he was a voice of michigan football he was the voice of the tigers he was the voice of the lions i mean he institutions yeah, here, and then yeah. when you know a lot of people today don't remember on the name jp mccarthy but in in back in the day i mean we're talking 30 years ago uh, JP was the voice. I mean, the the golden voice of the Golden Tower was what how they prescribed him. Um, you know, the the WJR Tower and Fisher Building downtown has got that gold top, and they they broadcast out of there. And and JP was, I mean, he was as famous out of baseball as Ernie Harwell was in baseball, the state of Michigan. And when he, you know, retired and ended up passing, Frank kind of took over for him. And his the people that listened to WJR during the day just to hear him the, the numbers were unbelievable and he's just a great great guy a competitor um, he loved Michigan he really loved the University of Michigan and uh, he loved doing what he did and he was very gifted at it he was really good yeah. I, I'm really gonna miss him Neil and I appreciate the the comment and where I could get a chance to talk about him but you know he knew so many people and so many people are reaching out and talking about their experiences with him and everything's fantastic yeah yeah absolutely um he actually 
came up and spoke to me when at one of the Oakland games. He said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I watch the games and everything. Maybe he does. Maybe maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. But he said he told me he said, you know, you do a great job and, and you got a lot of skills and you know, you'll go far in this profession. It was, and I remember feeling the same way too. Was like, wow, that's Frank Beckman that said that man. Like right. that, it, as you said, commanding a room, carrying respect, and everything like that. So certainly, rest in peace to Frank Beckman. Uh, what else we have on here? Hashtag Ask Campy. I don't know if I was just seeing things, but it looked like a couple new players hanging out with the team during warm-ups I've never noticed before. There's some new additions to the roster. Well, we we, uh, we met a young man through an ex-player of mine who was from uh, an African country who is here and had a, has had a tremendous career. Uh, he played my ex ex-former player played in the Olympics for his country and things like that. He uh, had worked this young man out and the young man was on a tour of the United States and he told me this is a guy you need to look at. And so um, I met with the, the young man and his dad and we did a bunch of Zoom calls and I told him that he, he'd come play, or not play, but practice with us. Uh, and get accustomed to American basketball and what it was about. And then we'll make a if you know, he's paying his own way to be here. And we'll make a decision about him, about you at the end of the year. And I promised him that I would get him a scholarship. It'll either be at Oakland or, you know, it depends on where he's at in his development. Uh, he's 6'10", and he, he's really a great kid. Uh, I think our the, the problem was is that his country that he was coming from got shut down because of uh, them coming to the United States. They, they, he got shut down because of the, the Aber, Abercon or whatever the, what was it? The, Omicron. Omicron, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> whatever. Um, so he couldn't come. He was supposed to be here on December 15th. And what he did on his own is he kept, he went, he was admitted. We went through the whole process. He was admitted. So from his country, he uh, went online and he's been taking classes online. You know, we were shut down. We didn't have anybody on campus anyways. And then when, you know, this, it opened, the border opened back up, he came and he's had a couple days of practice with us. He's gonna work out the rest of the, the, the season with us, go through spring ball with us and probably in the summer. And then we'll make a decision on where he should be. And it's way too early for me to even give anybody any thoughts on him. He's, I mean, he's got a chance to be a really big man. Uh, you know, if, if our trainer and weight strength and all that can, and he wants to do it. So, but can he play? I can't tell you if he can play or not. He's run up and down the court and he's been scared. You know, I mean, we've had two days of practice. And uh, how would you be if you'd never played and all of a sudden Jamal Cain's dunking on you? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't that smart for me to be here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you were talking about. I know you're you're about to say uh, Abercrombie uh, there. That's what uh, that's, uh, that's what our guy Nick was wearing here in junior high. You know, like that's that's different than the uh, than the COVID variant. Uh, MD Fun eighty nine on Twitter hashtag Ask Campy. Seen teams twice in two weeks, like we're doing this weekend coming up. Do you put a couple of different offensive and defensive sets based off the last contest? Well, they've got to make adjustments, and the good thing now is we've got three days, four days before we play Wright State, and, you know, we, we can now break down what they did to the zone and 
and how can we adjust to what they did and, and they made shots they, they shot the ball their field goal percent from the three is the highest anybody shot against us all year uh, before we played them I think UIC shot 38 percent the next highest was like 33 we're giving up 28 or 9 and uh, Wright State shot 42 and so and uh, the Norris kid hit three wide open shots too late in the game that kind of sealed the game and you know, we got a chance to dissect that to see how they got that and, and what we were doing wrong and how we can try and take that away from them. And so, yeah, um, you know, the, but but the at this time of the year, it's minute. You know, it's not. You're not overhauling a game plan. Like we tried to do at the start of the Detroit game. And you learned your lesson. Which wasn't that. a very smart thing to do. Did I mention that? You did. You yeah. did on a couple of different outlets. Right. Uh, so, so you know, there, there's going to be. And then the the coverage that we tried to use Sunday against Detroit, we've got two or three days to practice it. Because I, I do think it would be effective against Wright State um, in, in small doses. So we got some time to work on it. Uh, Craig Hanford, hashtag AskCampy. Do you have a strong opinion on UIC likely being ineligible for the conference tournament? If they are out, wouldn't that mean that the top five teams will get a bye? Well, it def I mean, it's already been established that five will play four at four, and neither one of those teams will, you know, both those teams will have a bye. They'll, will be, six will play 11, seven will play 10, eight will play nine. And then the, the highest seed left, when, when I say high, I mean highest number, whoever wins those games, the highest will go to one, the next highest will go to two, the next highest will go to three, and then five will play four. That's locked in. So that's how that tournament will work. We've, I think we have to win one more game to assure home court. I don't think we're there yet. Uh, two for sure. If we win two, we're for sure home court. I think one will do it, but let's win four and win a, and be the number one seed. And, and then as far as the UIC things go, I, I want to be careful what I say because personally, emotionally, I'm very angry about it that that that's happening um, but the more I learn about it the more upset I am about the process and everything of what's going on I know Jamie Hale and uh, Diggins that play there and I know both of them made a tough decision for their COVID year to come back they could have Hale could have gone and played professionally and uh, Diggins maybe too and they both decided to come back and give their school that that last year and I just I feel bad for them. I feel bad for any student athlete that has that taken out of them because of the politics of life but it's a stern lesson because the politics of life affect everybody sitting here everybody has things that aren't fair that happen to them and and the best part of learning and education is having that happen and being able to deal with it and, you know, move on with your life. But I, when I first heard it, I was angry. And, and, but the more I learn about it, the more I understand why it's happening and what's going on and what the real root of the cause was. I still don't know everything. Um, I never will because I wasn't in on the meetings and how this went down. So I think... I think the Horizon League is taking a big hit from a politics PR uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I think a lot of people don't really know what happened. So I feel bad about that because I love our league, and you know, this, you know, our league is us. I mean, we, 
this is the league. This is what we're in. This is what we champion. So I don't like it when people, I hate it when people say negative things about the Horizon League. You know, everybody wants to, oh, you're, doing, you're winning, but your league is not very good. Uh, good catch. Yeah, yeah, I caught myself. You know, it only took uh, six years of doing this show for you to figure that out. You know, man. your league's no good. You know, people always want to say, oh, the ACC, the ACC's terrible this year, and Notre Dame's leading it, and they're terrible, and that Notre Dame's it's a down year. Right, right. Yeah. Notre Dame's winning the ACC, and 15 years from now, nobody's going to say. You know, let's talk about that, too, since you wanted long answers. Um, but yeah, we still got time, so go ahead. Does anybody here know, you know how hard it is to win a conference champ, regular season championship? I think the easiest way to explain it is uh, Coach K at Duke has won more games than anybody in the history of the game, right? Does anybody in this room know the last what year that Duke last won an ACC regular season championship? This now this is year two twenty twenty two, right? Twenty fifteen? Outright or shared? Yes. Well, you asked the question. I know. Well, I'm giving you. Uh, uh, let's start with shared. They shared the, their last championship in two thousand and ten. Twelve years ago was the last time Duke shared an ACC title. The last time they won it outright was 2007. Duke. That's how hard it is to win a regular season conference championship. And you can, like Virginia got hot and won three in a row. And that, and that Oakland got hot and we ran a couple in a row. And then it was about six years until we won another one. Now it's been four years again. I mean, it's, it's hard to do it. And what people lose sight of is that, well, they're always in the tournament and they make a run and they've won a national... But at our level, if you don't win the league or the league tournament, you know, if you don't win the league tournament, you don't get to go to the NCAA tournament. So I don't know why I just thought of that and wanted to say that because it's hard to win. And it, I feel bad for UIC and, I, you know, I just I feel bad that those kids don't have that chance because at Oakland, the holy grail is to play in the NCAA tournament. Right. It reminds me of uh, Steve Spurrier when he was coaching South Carolina. He said it's easier to win the national title than it is to win the SEC in football. And that's ACC's kind of that, 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 that same way. Yeah, that's uh, Brandon Scopa, who's in the house here tonight. Good to see Brandon out here. Says Mike Davis was chatty with us in Section E3 throughout yesterday's game. Do you ever, <laughs> do you ever partake in talking to fans, hecklers in the crowd during away games? Uh, yes, Brandon. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I I'll go sit in the stands with them. I, I actually, once at Illinois, I went up and sat in the stands with their students during the, while the game was going on. <laughs> we were down about 25, and I told them, uh, they don't need me. We'll probably do better without me. And they were in shock that I went in there. But no, I, I try and... Well, I'll give you a, a perfect example. At Wright State the other day, we were coming out of the locker room, and be, behind the court, they have their where they sell beer and where the, I'm sure all those the season you know not the season ticket holders but the money people can go back there and get a beer and, and I came around the corner I'm walking and some lady with a beer in her hand said something it wasn't real flattering I was walking and I, I stopped and I went back and I said did you call me you know and she she was like terrified I go what are you drinking there you know and I started talking to her and 
I was I talked to her for about three minutes and as I walked away instead of thinking that I'm the whatever she thinks I am she knows now that I'm gonna talk to her and call her out on it and I actually ended up taking a picture with her husband uh, <laughs> so you can you can you know diffuse the situation yeah now. you can do that just by talking to people Oklahoma State was awesome because they had their fans right right I mean we're sitting there and they're one row behind us. Were you at that game, Stein? Uh, the year before. You weren't there this year. You were having your surgery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're ahead most of that game and there's that, you know, they were on kids and on me and like you can't believe. And with about seven or eight minutes to go, we had called timeout and they took all the chairs there. And I picked up our, my game card that I have and they were making fun of it all the whole game. And I went over and I handed it to one of the kids and I said, call a play for me. And he looked at me and I go, just pick anyone on there and we're going to run. It was our ball coming out of the timeout. We'll run that play and we're going to score a basket that's going to beat your team. But you're going to call the play. And he called one. Uh, we didn't score on it, but we ran it. Well, he's a bad coach. Ken. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, that's, that, that's what that was. Um, last one here, Camp, uh, before we get to the break. This one comes from Rookie in Detroit. Hashtag Ask Campy. What's up with you getting a puppy out of the transfer portal? And those that watch the press conference will know uh, you went in the transfer portal and picked up another puppy. Huh? It's, it's the way it is. It's, it's, this, is, this, is the new, this is the new way of life. So if I got to deal with it, Rookie can deal with it. <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll take our final break when we come back. Last 10 minutes of the show. This is the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Long Grouper, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card. Federally insured by the NCUA. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com.
1270 The Bet Studios. Golden Grizzlies this weekend back home for the rest uh, of the season, the regular season anyway. Wright State in town, 9 o'clock, ESPN2, national television. Uh, it's going to... It's going to be a vibe in, in the arena. There's no question about that. Go to goldengrizzlies.com, pick up some tickets, get in there. A Nine o'clock start. Let you know. I, I know camp. You talked about the later start, but take a look at the positives. You can slide by RJ's Pub, maybe stay for one more, and then get out to the arena. You know what I'm talking about? Sure, absolutely. And I, I you know, I, I think the students, you know, uh, at least if it's students still were built same, for this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, from a student standpoint, I would think. That I do think, though, I somebody told me, and I don't know if I'm right, but I, I heard that Friday's the last day of class, and then they go on break. Is that true, or is it the next Friday that's the last day of class? Do we, well, you guys are, don't know that crap anymore, do you? Yeah. Yeah. So they will be there Friday. Okay, so it must be next Friday they go, and we'll we'll miss the Cleveland State game with them. But oh. yeah, okay, and then. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, we've got to win one or two more games, and that'll guarantee us a home game and a bye. And, and you know, that's the most important thing. Do we want to win the regular season championship? Yes, yes, yes. But we've got to get that home game and the bye, and, and then that's your ticket to Indianapolis. You know, if, if you lose at home with a bye, you you don't deserve it. You don't deserve to, to, to represent the league. So um, we're in position to do that again. Since they've gone to the, uh, since they've gone to the uh, four games, you know, the four teams going to a semifinal, we've made it every year but one to the to the semifinals. So uh, let's keep that string going. Yeah, no question. And then Northern Kentucky on Sunday as well. Uh, the road trip, recent road trip we were on, didn't go uh, didn't go the Golden Grizzlies way in those two games. So it would be nice to, uh, you know, just remind them a little bit. Well, you know, we've, we've got to win them. We've got to win them both if we're going to win the championship. But you, got, you can't get ahead of yourself, you know, and I know that's coach speak, but it's really true. You've got to really focus and concentrate on the game Friday night. You know, we got through Detroit, and that to me was uh, this whole homestand. That was the game because, you know, coming back from that road trip and how, you know, things weren't going well. And even the Robert Morris game, Robert Morris was all of a sudden went from not being very good to playing really well. And, and if you were at the game, uh, Robert Morris played great against us. I mean, if you saw him play in January when we played him and you saw him last third or Wednesday, Friday, that wasn't even the same team. Well, they, they just kept coming back. I mean, we had them lined up to, to knock them out of the game, and they just kept coming back. We, we did not play crappy no. in any of those three losses, the Youngstown game. But we didn't. We weren't crisp, you know. We, if we were good on offense, we weren't crisp on defense. If we were, like the first half at, at Northern Kentucky was one of the best halves of defense we played it all year, and we had a 12, 14 point lead, and then we just we went one for 17 from the two in the second half. Who does that? Yeah. You know, one for. I mean, you, I see people go one for 17 from the three all the time, but from the two. Have you ever in 30, 30 no, plus no, years never seen? seen it. No. And when you got Jamal and Trey and Micah shooting the ball at six feet from the basket, um, that just doesn't happen. And it did that night, and we missed a five, maybe a seven footer, right? That would have won the game with four seconds to go. Wrong guy had the ball. We put we put a freshman in a tough situation. Uh, you know, again, I let Jalen go at the end, and that, that, that's, that's we've been successful with it. We beat Vermont that way. We beat 
Oklahoma State that way. You know, we've won a lot of games at the end where Jay, I just back off and let him play because he's going to make big shots. And instead of shooting it, he saw Osei wide open and gave it up. Didn't go in. We still could have won the game. We went to Wright State and uh, we went the last, I think, nine or 12 possessions and didn't score. You know, and, and we led the whole way at Wright State also. And, and then the Youngstown game, we got uh, behind by four to six to eight and got it back to four. And, uh, you know, we just couldn't get over that. And, hump, and one of the one of the deciding factors in all three of those games was foul trouble. You know, foul, especially with Jamal Kane. And so it was a learning experience for us. It, it taught him how valuable he is and how he has to stay on the floor. And we learned from it. I wish we hadn't lost any of them but or three of them. But it wasn't like we came out and played poorly and we weren't ready. And this team's been ready every time they've stepped on the floor. The, the leadership is fantastic. They're great kids. And, and I think we've proven that. And if you look across the landscape of college basketball, everybody's getting beat. And I think it's due to COVID. I think it's just due to the changes, due to the scheduling, due to the you know missing time together in the off season. Um, but I mean, Michigan State lost by 20 some points. Kansas lost by 20 some points at home. Baylor lost by 20 some points. Purdue lost by 20 some points. Michigan just beat the snot out of them the other night. Right. And Michigan's maybe not that good of a team compared right. to you know what Purdue is. Purdue was third in the country and they were down 30 some points at one. That hasn't happened to us but it's happening across the landscape of college basketball. The only team it won't happen to now is Gonzaga because they're just so much I mean they're top team in the country at that level and the rest of their league is more of a league like ours. So you won't see it with them but you'll, you're seeing it everywhere else and it's just it makes you value the wins you get, and it makes you understand how good of a group we have because even though we lost a couple, we've been in there battling, and there's there's no shame in, in the losses we've had. Yeah, Cam, speaking about Gonzaga for a minute because, you know, the, the mid-major dynamic and all this day and age of conference they're shifting. They're not mid-major. I, I know they're not, but, but, but I'm, but I'm they're saying they're considered no. a mid-major. Right. They're number one in the country in mid-major poll. I mean, why are they in the poll? I mean, right. Their you, coach makes three, three over three million a year. The their, facilities, their yeah. Basketball budget is seven, eight, nine million dollars a year. Ours is one point eight. Right. You know, and, and my point about big that is, difference between eight million and one point eight million. Yeah, about six I mean, point two. I mean, a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a big difference. Yeah, about five of Oakland's budgets. Right. And, <laughs> no. and so to say that they're mid-major and we're mid now. I mean, right. Just, but I'm saying though, like in their league, you know, where they are, do you, and especially with all this conference realignment and everything that's going on, is the day coming where they're where they're going to leave, or do you think they're happy where they are? Why would they leave? That that was my kind of my point about it. Why would we make up the Detroit game, right? Everybody's mad. We didn't make up the Detroit game. Why? Why would you make that game up? No one else is doing that. Right. Well, Green Bay's not coming to Oakland. So why? IUPUI's not coming to Oakland. Why would we do that to our players? We already made them play nine out of ten games on the road. Why we're going to add another road game? Well, why would Gonzaga make a decision to go up? They, they're making millions and millions of dollars, which is what the bosses want. Their fans are unbelievable, and they're winning every game they play. So I don't think we'll ever see it. 
Final minute of the show here, Camp. I'm told we have a hard out, so Jimmy Kennedy back in the studio is going to pull the plug whether we're talking or not. But, um, you know, final 45 seconds of the show. Everybody get out to the arena Friday night, right? ESPN, and, and I said this on Twitter, and I mean it. I, I've got two or three really good players that we're recruiting that they're going to get their first chance to see Oakland on national TV on Friday night at home. They've seen us. You know, they've seen us at Oklahoma, seen us at the Michigan State game. They've seen those games. But they are going to get to see the arena, the blacktop, the student section, all the things that I've told them that we're so great at. We need everybody there, and we need it loud, and we need to win. And that is the bottom line. Appreciate everybody coming out here on Valentine's Day. So for head coach Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thanks to everybody here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. at the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later.